Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. I'm your host, Dean Proust, Cali Green Monster. It's Sunday night, January 24th, 2021, and it's the end of NFL Championship Weekend. We now know who's going to be representing both the AFC and the NFC in the Super Bowl. In the AFC, we got the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And on the NFC side, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by the greatest of all time, Mr. Tom Brady, making his fitness first year in the NFC, in his first year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, leading his team to the Super Bowl, because that's all Tom Brady does. He fucking pisses excellence. He All he does is fucking win. Putting the team on his fucking back, boy. I thought that both games were really exciting today. If you if you listen to the last podcast where we covered NFL football, I was anticipating both games to go on the under. I thought they were going to be, you know, the cold weather was going to affect it. Um, that wasn't the case. However, uh, although I was wrong on the over-unders, I did pick the winners on both. So give myself a little pat on the back there. Um, I did pick the, the Bucks to win and I picked the Chiefs to win. So, um, you know. I guess it makes me feel like I know a little, little something about football. So uh, without any further ado, I guess I'm going to do a little quick recap of both games and give you my thoughts. And uh, yeah, I'm going to try to wrap this guy up and you know, you guys can enjoy the rest of your weekend or enjoy your Monday morning or whenever you're listening to this. And uh, yeah, so here we go. First game, Bucks and Packers, the Goat Bowl. Um, I felt like it was kind of, um, well, I knew right away that the under was in trouble when Tom Brady was just going deep to Mike Evans and scored right away. And I was like, okay, so this game's definitely going to be a more high-scoring affair than I thought. And, uh, you know, the first half seemed to be kind of going, you know, kind of according to script. It was just, uh, you know, kind of back-and-forth action. And it wasn't until with, like, two minutes left in the second quarter that Aaron Rodgers threw an uncharacteristic interception. Um, you know, that, that really kind of was like, I, I didn't really see that coming, but... There didn't seem to be that much time left for the Bucks to come back and score. But shit, you know, Tom Brady doesn't need that much time to work because, man, he just decided to, um, in single coverage with a, on a fourth and three, dude just hit Scotty Miller with a, with a TD pass, made it 21-10 to go into the half. And right away, it was like, you could tell Lambeau Field was a lot more quiet. The energy was quiet. And, um, I mean, an 11-point deficit for Aaron Rodgers isn't, anything too crazy, but, um, you know, I felt like, but at the same time, Aaron Rodgers is playing against Tom Brady and Tom Brady was looking good. He had thrown for over 200 yards in the first half. And I think he was kind of killing the narrative of it was just the defense that's carrying him because, you know, he looked like a fucking stud. And I mean, it looked like he was holding his end of the bargain. Um, and then right away as halftime, uh, when we got out of halftime, Aaron Jones fumbled the ball which resulted in Tampa Bay with Brate being able to catch a touchdown pass. So it was a 28-10 for the Bucks right away. And it was a huge possession for Green Bay up there because I felt like it was like not only do they need to score, but it was like it needed to be a touchdown, not just a field goal because, you know, down 18 points against Tom Brady, um, second half of the playoffs. I mean, you're going to have to be perfect from there. And 
I mean, if there was anyone to be perfect, it's Aaron Rodgers. And that's what it seemed like for a second because, you know, they scored a touchdown on that play. And then something that, like, when we're talking about uncharacteristic with with Aaron Rodgers throwing an interception to end the second half or at, at, to the end, of, the end of first half, um, Tom Brady just started to be really reckless with the ball. You almost thought for a second Jameis Winston was playing quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucks again. Um, you know, Tom Brady threw overthrew the ball, um, led to an interception. Next possession, you know, the announcers were announcing that, you know, um, that Whitehead was out. So the Tampa Bay was missing both their starting safeties. So it just seemed like, okay, Rodgers has enough time. There's enough time left in the third, and you still got all the fourth quarter left. Um, it just seemed like the Bucks were reeling. And sure as shit, you know, they get a slant pass to Adams for a touchdown. It's now 28-23, fourth quarter. Dude, Brady throws an interception to Zaire Alexander. So that's the second interception for Tom Brady. But this is where it kind of felt like it was starting to kind of, you know, at the you know at the end of the game where a lot of Packers fans are starting to say that the the refs cost them the game. I think this is where you can kind of start looking back and be like, no, the Packers had a lot of chances to win this game, and they just didn't take it. You know, Tom Brady had thrown a second interception, and then you know the Packers didn't do anything with that. You know, they got third and ten. You know, punt it. You know, Brady comes back. You got a lot of pressure and throws a second pick to Zaire Alexander in his third of the second half. Um, and right there, you would think. Okay, down by five, here's another chance for Green Bay to win or to, to take the lead. No, three and out. They punt. So with this possession, you know, it's 28-23. And it was like, you know, I wrote down, it was like, the Bucks need to score a touchdown. You can't just leave. You can't just put three points, take an eight-point lead. Because Aaron Rodgers, he's kind of like, you know, he's like Tom Brady. He's kind of like, you know, Russell Wilson. He's someone that you just know that if you leave too much time on the clock, they're going to get it done. So, um, you know, but that's not what ended up happening. Tampa Bay, you know, Bray makes it 31-23. And it was about a little under five minutes left. On my notes, it was 442. Green Bay was down by eight points, and it just seemed like there was a lot of time for Rodgers. If anything, I was running down, you don't want to leave too much time for Brady. But this is probably the most controversial part of the game. I think that's going to be dominating sports talk, you know, Sunday night and Monday morning is uh, Matt LaFleur's decision to not go for it on fourth and eight. Um, you know, they had all of their timeouts left, and there was still more than two minutes left in the game. So I think with their logic is, you know, kick the field goal, make it down by five, get the stop, get the ball back, and let Aaron Rodgers go back and win the game. But, you know, I just feel like, dude, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, and you got to give him a chance to tie the game right there. Because if you're going to trust your defense – to, you know, down by five to get you the ball back to give Rodgers maybe like a minute, minute and a half left to work, then you got to be able to trust your defense if Aaron Rodgers doesn't get that fourth down, that at least Tampa Bay is down at the eight-yard line, and you can still, you know, you can try to st- you can try to get three stops right there, and, you know, you'd still have good field position for that last drive. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm – more on the side of the people. I think Matt LaFleur fucked up. I think I saw in Barstool that they showed some statistics that whether he would have gone for it or whether he would have kicked it, it didn't really, it wasn't really going to affect the champ, the outcome of the game too much. But, you know, I, I think that's one of those things where the analytics, it's like, screw the analytics. I think like anyone with eyes knew that you got to go for that, especially when you got Aaron Rodgers on your team. And, uh, you know, 
but like I said, um, oh, I mean, that that actually isn't the most controversial part of the game, I guess, because now with Tampa Bay having the ball back, it was the the pass interference play at the end of the game. <clears throat> and you got Packers fans that are, you know, really upset thinking, why are you calling that pass interference when, you know, they really weren't calling PIL game. And the announcers were even saying that the refs are allowing them to play the game and they're allowing them to get away with it. But I mean, dude, at the end of the day, it's like the, you, you can see he was like literally yanking on his jersey and, you know, it hurts. Trust me, if I'm a Packers fan, I'm upset. I'm pissed if they're calling that, especially, you know, it's kind of like as someone who grew up with hockey and as a hockey fan, I feel like, you know, Stanley Cup finals, Stanley Cup playoffs, you can't be calling ticky-tack penalties, especially something that can affect the game. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like that's not the call that cost them. You know, the Packers had a lot of opportunities I mean, Brady threw three picks in the second half. The Packers had a lot of opportunity to capitalize. They never did. So I think at the end of the day, they're going to look themselves in the mirror and realize, you know what? They didn't have the sense of urgency in the second half that they actually needed. You know, down by more than down by three scores, they should have kept the the you know the the pedal in the metal. You know, they they did for you know they got two scores, but you know they just couldn't figure it out. It was too little, too late, and. The Buccaneers, now they're going to be the first team in the Super Bowl era to be the host city and be and actually play in their home stadium in a Super Bowl. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, but they're going to have a pretty tough matchup ahead because, um, you know, Kansas City got the job done against the Bills. Yeah, when I was talking about this game a couple of days ago, I was mentioning that Patrick Mahomes has only lost, I think it was nine games in his career. And in those games, he's like, the teams that beat him average about 35 points um, Thirty-five points in beating them. So the Bills were going to have to score, you know, as I was, like I said, between 35 and 40 points to have any chance to keep up with the Chiefs. And, I mean, that was about right. I mean, with the final score at 38-24, um, it started off good. You know, the Bills, they got points on the first possession. You got the Meikle Harmon muffing that return on the punt and, uh, you know, making it 9 nothing. It was a shame that they, you know, I mean, I mean, it didn't end up affecting the game at the end of the day, but it would have been nice to not miss that extra point. But, you know, it was 9 nothing early. But, you know, I was mentioning, um, you know, I thought the only thing that could have slowed Kansas City down was Patrick Mahomes, if he was actually hurt with a concussion. And they were mentioning before the game that he had turf toe. You know, it had me second-guessing my pick. You know, I had picked KC on the last podcast, but I was kind of wavering a little bit. Um, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes looked completely fine. He would never – I, if I would have never heard anything about any injuries, I would have never assumed there was anything wrong with him because he looked the same normal self. And I guess, dude, when you have Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on there, it felt like any time you needed a play, it's like those dudes were – were there to make a play. It was like, you know, Kelsey was there up in the middle to get those um, those post routes. He was like, every time, you know, in the, in the center of the field, he was making the play. I mean, Tyree Hill on that one play was, uh, you know, it was literally like a two, three-yard pass that he turned all the way into like a 50-yard gain or whatever it ended up being. You know, Kansas City, it's, um, you know, it's like on top of having the best roster, they've got the best quarterback. And, uh, you know, they've got the one of the best coaches in the league and, you know, one of the best coaches of all time. So, 
you know, there's a reason why Kansas City, I mean, they're going to their second Super Bowl in a row. They're favored in the second Super Bowl in a row. Uh, I mean, if you go back three years ago when they lost in the Patriots, the AFC Championship game, they're literally an offsides call from going to, you know, from this being their third in a row. Um, yeah, so this is going to be pretty exciting. Chiefs, Buccaneers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady. Um, you know, one of the things I think is really cool is last year, at the Super Bowl, Tom Brady was at the Super Bowl with Bill Belichick and Rob Gronkowski, and he was saying that you know he was going to be back at the Super Bowl the next year, but he was going to be playing in the game. And it's like regardless of the team, whether it was the Patriots, the Buccaneers, I mean, this is a team that wasn't even a playoff team. I think they finished seven and nine last year. Um, they put Tom Brady on the team, and you know they go to the Super Bowl. You know, it's it's amazing. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, the, the way they talk about Michael Jordan being the greatest of all time. And there's so many people that just hate Tom Brady that I think that they fail to realize that we're actually watching great. We literally are watching greatness when every time we watch him. And, you know, if you can just take your, your hate away from just a second, whether you're a Colts fan, a Ravens fan, a Steelers fan, Giants fan, anything, just take a step back and realize, like, Wow, this guy, I mean, he literally is, I mean, this is his 10th Super Bowl in his 21st season. So he's going to the Super Bowl in basically half of the seasons. It's, like, so disproportionate to, like, like anyone else. So, you know, uh, we got two weeks until the Super Bowl. So there's going to be a lot of things to talk about. Um, I, wanna, I, I would definitely want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, what his future is with the Packers. Um yeah, but I feel like I'm going to save that for another time. Yeah, I appreciate anyone that's all, all you guys that have liked the Facebook page that I just created for the show. It means a lot to um, for your support. I just, you know, I mean, this is still brand new. I'm still learning. I realize that this is super. You know, you this show stinks. You can literally be listening to anything else, but you know, if you've made it this far, man, you're the best. I really appreciate it, and I'm hope to keep bringing you content, you know, daily or as much as possible, um, something to help you, you know, pass the time. Um, yeah, so I appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Hope you enjoyed the games and uh, look forward to chatting with you guys soon. All right, peace.